Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 125. That is one, two, five. Uh, I would say that on it would be close to like 100 people that are new, like 100 fresh guests uh, that have been on this podcast. 25 of them maybe repeats. I'm being generous there, right, Matt? I would say 10. So I've had 115 p- different people on this podcast. What? You being the 116th. Yeah, just talking shit because we've had like uh, triple appearances. Anyway. This podcast is brought to you by Curology Upstart, and I'll tell you a little bit more about them later on in the podcast. But today we have the Movement King, okay? And you play on a controller? Yes, sir. Ooh, we have no, Joe Wo, Joseph Wohala, 24 years old, out of North Carolina, standing six feet, two inches tall. Am I accurate on that? Well, it's kind of like a joke, like throughout like the stream, and like my, that I'm like five three, so we'll just we'll. You, what you is it about streamers and their inability to tell their actual height? Because people, uh, for some reason, people don't believe me as I say I'm tall. Like, they, like if they don't look like, they just don't believe me. So they always just made jokes that I'm like five three. So we'll we'll, we'll say six two. Six two. Generous, you know? But what is your actual height? Six three. Six three. Yep. Oh my god! So I had you pegged right. Um, that's good. Uh, and and I'm glad that people are still continuing the tradition of not believing like they do the same thing with my weight you know what i mean like i'm always i i am an athletically gifted that's what i'm saying and here they are i saw me you fat. outside jump and dunk like three or four times like just for oh, fun see, i saw you're you making outside shit up. i've never done I, I can hang <laughs> i can hang from the rim and i did that once in high school but as far as dunking nah, i don't have that athletic ability but i will cross your ass over and fucking oh, drop hey listen i played basketball my whole life so same hey you know even in I'm my saying? condition i've seen you little bit you know. just know you Nothing know what i mean could. even in my condition i can still I, I can tell i'm better than nate shot you know what i mean that's all that matters yeah you know what's crazy to me people that and i guess this is a common thing but like dashy loves basketball mm-hmm. he loves basketball so much that he sits there and watches videos about highlights and and culture and podcasts running oh. like ball basketball players but he never plays basketball he's never played basketball it's probably come to like now, like I played basketball like my entire life, travel basketball until college, where I think it comes to a point that like with like him, like COD streaming, like things like that, it just like comes to like, like it's hard to still like go play like every day. Like yeah. I played every single day, but, but now like I just can't, but like seeing and being in that, like still seeing those videos, those games, the like top plays, like it's still so cool to just be in that scene, even though that you can't play. Yeah. Cause I'm the same way that like, I don't play, I would love to play, but like I'm out of shape now. It's been a long time, but I still like love seeing the highlights, the best like teams, the best players, the best like recruits, like that stuff. Like it's so, so cool. <clears throat> I, I started to get back into basketball about a year, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the second that Jordan retired, I'm like, what, what is, why watch? What's, what's, what's there to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So I would keep up, right? I, would, I, would, I saw the Derrick Roses play. I saw every, you know, the, the Kyrie Irvings. Um, so I, I, I did keep up, but not, I wasn't as passionate about it as it was when Jordan was playing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously in, in those days in age where it's called it the early 90s where internet doesn't fucking exist, like that is the only thing that you know, right? Like I, my my days were filled with just playing ball. My my friend Eric, Carlos, uh, my boy Angel, like we had a squad. It was That's us four plus one. That's you the know best. what I mean? Yep. 
Mount Prospect got shit on. Fucking Palatine got shit on. Buffalo Grove got shit on. That's the that's the best feeling. Displains got shit on. Like everybody got shit on. That's like where my like like comp now and like being like so like like from like playing basketball like my whole life being like competitive came from that. So like now it's like even in COD and just like streaming, like I am always like trying to be the best at anything I do because like that's where it sparked from. Just playing basketball like forever. Yeah. Well. There's, I mean, I, I I like every sport. I like playing every sport, uh, but basketball is the one that has always captured my imagination. My dad played soccer growing up, right? Really? And yeah, yeah. So, I well, him growing up and throughout me growing up, he played soccer, and you know, he thought that I would play ball or, or something. Mm-hmm. But it was all about basketball for me. The second, especially when we moved to the United States, it was all about basketball from the second that I got here till I started working in corporate America, where like it sort of uh, stopped. Um, so tell me, where does your story begin? Who are, who are you today? Let's start there. Who am I today? Uh, full-time streamer, content creator, um, trying to be doing more than just like streaming and stuff. Obviously, you saw a little bit of vlogging here and there, but um, basically, uh, I'm late to the to the streaming gaming scene. I said some. Um, I basically started off um, in school, playing sports, playing ball, um, college, and then kind of throughout college, probably about my freshman, sophomore year, I kind of saw that the whole like partying scene, all that kind of stuff just wasn't for like me to be honest. And um, if I didn't do that, I was like, what do I do? So I was like, started gaming kind of as like a hobby for fun. Mm-hmm. And Wait, uh, when did you start gaming? Uh, Black Ops 4. Okay, so, okay. Um, and I was basically like the first COD I like played was Black Ops 4 Blackout. Um, and that game was like, hands down, like that game was so fire. Even now it's like, that game was one of the best, I think, CODs of all time. I mean, mind you, I have very, very little experience in a lot of CODs, but Black Ops 4 Blackout was like, caught like my eye. I saw like formal, and that's when like, I like started seeing streamers and like players and like orgs and all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what sparked like streaming for me. And I started playing Blackout and I was like, I'm kind of good at this. Like, I don't know, I'll just try it. And then um, had a job at a law firm my sophomore year because I was planning on that um, and then saved up. And I was like, I'm going to get some streaming equipment and just try it because I didn't have anything else to do besides play basketball. I was like, why not? And everybody else on a Friday night were going out Saturday night. And I was just sitting. I was like, I'll start streaming, try to play, right? Yeah. And uh, So you didn't go out at, at all? I did a little bit, okay. and, and um, I was it's gonna just, say, Joe, there's no, 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 I, no, no, I definitely there's did more to video games. It, nah, man, nah, you know nah. What I, mean? I definitely did, but I just kind of was like, I don't know, just wasn't really uh, for me a ton. And then uh, throughout my like job experience and stuff, I just got saved up, saved up, got a setup, my first setup, and then from then on, it's been a grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what was your early life like? You know, where did you grow up? Like that's, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about you actually graduating from the University of North Carolina. I was like, fuck, you know who else graduated from the University of North Carolina? Well, it is Wilmington, which is like a second. It's yeah, like yeah. a, a but. Okay. This, I don't want to cause any beef, but the second greatest player of all time did graduate from there, so it's pretty cool. Who? You don't believe that. <laughs> we, we, we can say the second greatest player, you know what I'm saying? You can say that. I cannot say that. Yeah. I, I live in a world of realities, facts, and truths, and you, <laughs> fuck you're living in. Uh, so, all right, so you grew up in North Carolina. What was that like? Hitch was always there. Did you guys go to the same school? No, no, no. So he's, um, he, no, imagine, he's, um, he's about two and a half hours from my um, town now, but uh, basically super, super small town. Um, I'm actually from Cleveland, um, so I was born and raised there. Um, 
and then moved from Ohio in second grade to North Carolina, um, and then stayed there since then. Went to college, kind of, kind of the start. Um, from a kid, played a ton of sports. Like I said, basketball was like my go-to thing for a long, long time. Um, and played sports, and then in college, I was like, I can't like play for a college. Like, not that good. So I was like, what do I do? Started gaming and. Well, when did gaming become like an option to you? Like, when when did you see that? Like, you know what? I could probably do this, and then jumping to do it. Like, when when did that happen? That was probably so. I started playing like my sophomore year, junior year, and streaming and stuff. And that's when um, Blackout was like the game. Um, And then towards the end of Blackout, we had rumors of Modern Warfare and Warzone. So at that point, I was graduating college, COVID, and all that hit. And I was planning, which is kind of crazy, not even look back with our current things now, is I was planning on grad school um, where I got into a dual master's, master's degree program in finance where I would have spent two years in Russia, which is crazy. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. Time out. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not pausing you there because you said Russia and it's a hot yeah. topic right now. Um, don't tap the table when you're. Oh, okay. You're, okay. It's yeah. all good. But you know, not. I didn't stop you in Russia because of you know it's a, it's a yeah. topic right now. But what what did you major in? Where did you get your bachelor's in? Finance. Finance. Yep. And then after that, you were gonna go do dual master's degree program in Russia for finance and think econ. Okay. So why why would they send you to Russia for economics and? It was basically a like traveling program mm-hmm. where I could just like go there study there and still get a uh, dual program from my college and the I think it was like the Russian presidential school or something mm-hmm. and just kind of see different like vibes being there and, yeah. and just kind of get a traveling experience too man that is that's cool look anything involving traveling and seeing other countries like I'm a big fan of yeah uh, I think that that's uh that's a that's beneficial to to any growing person yeah right seeing the world outside of their bubble I think is, is mega important like even if it's as far as like going to a different state mm-hmm. um that that's like a, a big 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 change 100%. uh there, there was a there was a very long time in high school because we started camping when we were in 1996 97. So you can imagine that the United States back then wasn't, you know, traditionally what it is today, right? And it was, it was me, like two black dudes, a Polish dude, a couple of white guys, a bunch of Mexicans that went camp, oh, one Indian dude, shout out Jig. Uh, we used to convoy in our cars like south. That's right? so, that had to be, a, I bet you had the best time, like we did, now, but, the best but time people ever. just didn't know what the fuck to, exp- you know yeah. what I mean? Like people uh-huh. who hadn't, who hadn't, you know, that, that have different rules, they, like they knew that we were from out of town, so they weren't as, uh, as mean to us as they probably were to the, to the local, mm-hmm. you know, minorities. But we, we, we kept on driving and we got to this one fucking gas station that had Confederate flags everywhere. And it was like, and you know, to you it's probably normal, right? Uh-huh. North Carolina. But mm-hmm. for us, we we're like, what the fuck? This is fucking <laughs> gnarly. The, yeah. Like, holy shit. So well, guess what we did? Guess what I did? I grabbed a big Confederate flag with a bass fish in the middle of it and just bought that shit. And everywhere we went. We were like, boom, people were like, I don't think those boys know what the fuck that's for. <laughs> we're like, oh, we yeah, know. Yeah. This is, you know, but that was, that was way back in the day. I wouldn't do that now. Um, I, I, we still have that flag, though, by the way. It's somewhere in, in, uh, in it's in Jermaine's garage. That, Shout out my brother, uh, Karamo. That had to be the best times, too, of like, 
like seeing it now being like see like all of the places you guys traveled and all yeah. the times you had just like that probably seeing that now is probably like, the coolest stuff ever yeah they just weren't expecting some and, like, chicago thinking, summer thinking boys it. to be you know like that but um all right so obviously gr- growing up in uh in, in north carolina had to have been fun especially like in, in in those days hitch always like rants and raves about how how it is and the few times that i've been to north carolina the one thing that comes to mind immediately is the fact that it's a forest it's like kakariko village like there's yes. there's just foliage everywhere a hundred percent here it was so weird because flying into here this is my first time ever like here in texas like, texas ever so like flying in it it sounds dumb but i was like like texas is really flat like i knew it was flat but i was like man and after flying in here and like driving around i was like what the heck i'm like because back home it's trees mountains like beaches like the coast like it have both and then here it's like it's super flower of like this is so weird and it's just like so it's just like a change of being like this is pretty cool like yeah, uh, you. I, I overheard you talking to uh, to Miles talking yep. about you checking. You're, you're thinking of moving to either Florida or here. Is yeah, that, is that what I heard? Kind of a kind of exploring some uh, different kind of uh, things. I think that being um, back home, it's kind of not that it matters a ton, but I just don't have like any friends there and stuff like that that I know like in the scene because gaming. Even now, I would say like. North Carolina just isn't big for gaming and that's why I didn't start playing until college like mm-hmm. they didn't have like like cod land events like in here like we had, California we, had rally. we went to rally a couple of times yeah yeah throughout the years uh, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. and like but I can show you a couple of championships from there you yeah, know what I'm I like that <laughs> I like that and like but like it wasn't a normal thing to like game and stream and all that until I would probably say until like COVID like mm-hmm. a lot of people that I never thought would game and stream that kind of clowned on like me for streaming and stuff like you're playing video games like that's dumb like that's but now everybody's like streams and games which is freaking awesome so it's like crazy to see how much it's changed since then because mm-hmm. it's just not like a big thing there yeah that's uh that's good i mean obviously growing up somewhere and staying there the whole life like that's the majority of people's lives right like they stay there forever and not 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 a lot of people get the opportunity. Like I, w- I don't think that I would have ever moved from Schaumburg, Illinois, if I hadn't traveled and seen the world as much as I did, um, because I would have been like I would have just been stuck in my old ways, and I would have just been like yeah. I don't want to move, right? Like my wife would, was like totally against that, right? Like at, at first, and it wasn't until we started exploring and moving and traveling that it allowed us to see the the world, which is way bigger than what we thought the bubble was in. Yeah, like even like even now today, where we are in the biggest, most beautiful bubble ever here in Frisco, Texas. Yep. Um, we still talk about it. We're like, I don't think that we could ever move from this one, from because this, this, this is actual home, right? Like even uh-huh. even back then, like that was not home for us. Like I never considered it that. I just considered the place where we lived. That this feels like home. I love I feel, that because I, I feel like I own Frisco. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, I, nowhere where I go, no restaurant that I go to, people don't say, "Hey, Hector." That's that's that has got to be the coolest like feeling ever. Yeah, feeling like I could stay here f- like forever. Yeah, and like raise like your kid here. Like yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and and know like this is where like I'm kind of like stay and be yeah you you mentioned uh you having a, a speech impediment yeah and i didn't know that until like i didn't know i really? didn't know so you, you have did you train to um, to get it to where you're at today because i don't like mm-hmm. I, I can see it sometimes yeah and, like i notice it sometimes but it's not you know like I, I wouldn't even consider that personally yeah yeah um well it's just been like a thing like my like entire life where 
it's kind of crazy to think because obviously like for the longest time like i even like now kind of too like i hated like classroom speeches in college mm. doing like presentations like in college that was like the entire thing doing presentations all the time and like even like seeing it now i would have never seen myself talking in front of a camera for a living thousands of people yeah, yeah. Th there's really no way if yeah. like i told like me back then in high school when like it was like a super thing then in like college i'd have been like you there's no way you're crazy yeah. and it's just been like a thing where obviously it's still like a problem sometimes but i've just learned like i can't change it nothing i can do about yeah. it so like being like trying to like hide it or not be me like is pointless it's you know work. what i'm saying exactly so yeah. it's like um and like i say to like you or the stream or I'm like, yo, it's a problem that sometimes happens, sometimes doesn't. Um, if it does, I'm sorry, um, can't control it. But yeah, yeah it's just been a thing since I was a kid. So yeah, and has it always been like this, or was it worse? That like when you, when you were younger? Um, I would say it was worse when I was younger, but now I'm getting like to the point of like, kind of like, like accepting that it's a thing. Yeah, and kind of just being like, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, man. I'm. I'm that's cool. When 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 uh, when you told me that, I was like, I was like, what the like? I'm no, I notice everything, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I notice things, and yeah. this time I didn't. Really? Right? Yeah. When when I met you at Starbucks, uh, and and you you were like, you started a little bit in the beginning. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh man. And then I I uh, that's when I you know did a little bit of research, uh -huh. right? Because I've known you as Joe Woe, and that yeah. was never a thing. You know what I mean? Really? But I think that is very inspirational for people, right? That yeah. that that may have that same sort of a speech impediment or any sort of, of, of impediment that if 100%. you give yourself a shot at something, people, especially nowadays, are more susceptible to be accepting of something like that, right? Like if, so I, I think 100%. that's very, very commendable of you to, to be open about it as well. Yeah, and it's like, I've seen too of like, obviously like there's a ton of just like, and you see it too, just trolls on like every social media platform, YouTube, everywhere that, that will still be like, guy can't even talk right hmm. get it out spit it out like but it's like i just like see that as like if if that is what is like their biggest problem of the day because i see the comments like i can't even watch this guy but like all right if that's like your biggest problem of the day is like my speech impediment then like you're living like a good life if that's like a yeah. problem so so like those trolls and stuff like it comes to a point of like i just do something that's that I, mean that, joe is it that's mean like i'm gonna tell you why it's mean and i love it I'm yeah. gonna tell you why, because when you're telling them, it's like if they if this is the only thing that bothers you, you must be living a good life. But you know they're not. You know they're fucking miserable yeah. cunts. Yeah, these pullers, it's just geez, like man. it's just. But it's like I. But like I've been through things like, uh, thing that I don't don't think is on. There's like my like um, dad like got stage four um, cancer when I was 12, and mm. I was like, and he um, passed away, and going through that um, like random quick thing um and going through that like that was like the lowest i've ever been in life and probably the lowest i'll ever be in life mm -hmm. and i know from that happening like my dad was like my best friend like yeah my everything and like going through that that i just it, it changed my entire perspective now of being like that's how i see like trolley comments and stuff if, if like my if that is like your biggest problem and i see like i can't even want if that's like the biggest problem somebody say like that count that as a blessing to be yeah. honest because because I've seen, I've seen like my my dad was perfectly fine, healthy, worked on cars, motorcycles, all that, and then had like pain in his back, and he was like, "This is weird," and they checked it up and had stage four cancer and passed away in three months. Wow. And it's like stuff like that is like 
count your days because like every day is a blessing. So it's like not like holding yourself back because of a speech impediment or something because you don't know what next week brings, next month brings. Just doing something that you love yeah. is just like it's so key. Giving yourself a chance, man. I, I live by that mantra. I've said throughout my career, if you don't give yourself a chance, nobody else is going to. Exactly. Like, you got to be your number one fan, which is why you'll never hear me say anything bad about me, especially in front of the camera. Love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's <laughs> Just, something that I got to take notes for because I, yeah. I like say it, but like as like a like a joke kind of, but also like sometimes not. So like that that's like a like a great thing too. And I say all, all the time when like I talk about like content and streaming and stuff, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me was though like those like trolley comments and stuff, they don't get like because before I started the, the streaming thing, I knew I was like, if I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I'm gonna believe in me before anybody else does. Yeah. Before my family does, before my friends do. Because if not those people that hate, those will get to you because yeah. you don't like believe it yeah. yourself first yeah. and you have to believe it. And you got to say, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. And I, I'm going to put everything into it. And if not, and you have those doubts before you even start, you fail. Yeah. If you say, well, I'm going to try it. Like yeah. uh, I pro- it probably won't work. Everybody does it. But like mm. you already lost like, yeah. and believing that I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to make it work. Yeah. And, believe in that is like is how i just see content and life all right so how did you get how did you get to that to that point right like the, the, were you watching streams were who were you watching like what did you know about the space before you decided to be a part of the space mm-hmm. to eventually be a part of the space to be honest like i i it sounds dumb but i didn't really watch a ton of streamers and stuff so i kind of had a different approach to streaming and i think like I saw it as a more of just like a college background too, of like taking like school, like school classes and business and all that kind of stuff of being like, even like now it's like, I think of running my stream as a business, like everything is a business. I tell like all the time of like, if you are planning on streaming full time, it is a blessing. It is a hobby. It is all that. It's, it's amazing. But you have to have the business mindset also of being like with sponsors and brands and all that kind of stuff that you have to run it as a business because it is. And I kind of had a background of that, of knowing of like the business side of it too. And just being like, I didn't really watch streams a ton. So I kind of just had like my own route and kind of how I did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Give yourself a chance. Um, so before that you didn't watch any like streamers or anybody that you modeled yourself after, like, did you, were you entertained by the, like, like what was, what was that like? So the start of like me seeing streamers was I was playing blackout wagers and one of the first people that I played like a lot was formal, mm-hmm. like all the time. And I didn't really know, to be honest, just cause I didn't game and see like streamers and COD and all that kind of stuff, like who I was actually playing, like one of the greatest, if not the greatest Call of Duty players of all time and Halo, like, and I'd stream and people would be like, you're playing formal, like formal. And I'd be like, oh, like, that's cool. Like, I don't really, and then like seeing later, like the process, the content being here is like crazy. Seeing that is like, wow, like that is insane. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like sparked like seeing streamers, seeing form all the time play, then Seth, and then Scum, and then ever, and then seeing them play. I'm like, wait, this is the crazy space that opened up my entire like world mm-hmm. to esports and gaming and COD, like just from like 
starting off in just one game. Yeah, that's insane because a lot, you know, more, more, most people are usually like, yo, we've been watching you guys for like since I was 13. Like Amazing. you, you come in and you're like, you know what, this is so how did you even hear about streaming then like how like what was the well where did you find that possibility yeah. or like that that idea that you could do that yeah so i um so i started playing and i kind of it's like it's like strange i have tried to find it but on my playstation 4 somebody told me on a ps4 like yo you're like really good you should play wagers and i had no i was like huh like what the heck is that so i like checked into like blackout wagers and like wagers and stuff like that and i saw like people playing for like real money like and i was like this is weird and then from that i saw like like who was playing and like their like profiles and then like twitch and all that stuff and i i feel like i've definitely watched twitch before cod but i thought twitch was like a more like not like a gaming platform but like a like podcast type of thing because that's kind of like how i saw it like before and i didn't even see the gaming side of it because i didn't game mm -hmm. so like i didn't ever see like the cod the like like prime games yeah, at that yeah, time yeah. until really like like i'm four jesus christ that's good a fresh pair of eyes is always welcome here in esports right and gaming entertainment like it, we we need more people that haven't been infected by traditional do's and don'ts mm -hmm. in esports to have something that they bring to the table and it's new. Yep. So you started playing in Call of Duty. Did you play any video games before that? Like any any shooters? Because the, the, the reason I'm asking is because yeah. the movement that you have now, right? Like three years, four years in, like a lot of people like need training for that. And yeah. here you are like, you know, moving your ass off. I put, well, so like a long time ago, like probably back in like high school and stuff, I played like some Madden, 2k because I, I like love that but i didn't ever get like into cod like a lot of people did just because like i like played sports so that was like my thing was like 2k and stuff and then later in like college it just wasn't like a fun thing to play that because it wasn't like i had friends to play with back then mm -hmm. where that was like our thing so then like in college everybody played cod like that I heard of that game before. So I was like, I'll try this game. Mm -hmm. And it was cool. Like I knew about COD, but I didn't really ever grind it like the OG days of like the prime, which stinks because everybody talks about now, like the like prime days and the best maps and the best guns and like Black Ops 3 and like all those guns. And I just like feel like I like missed out of that portion of like when people talk about like the best gun and like this gun, like reminds them of this game and like stuff like that is super cool but it sinks because like i didn't get to experience that ever but yeah so it's kind of but um yeah it's like it's crazy because now i like feel kind of bad but i missed out on just like so many years of like some of the best times in gaming ever mm -hmm. of the best cards and best stuff like that yeah well, you did miss out on a lot, a lot of fun, a lot of uh, history and culture, but it doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're ingrained in it now and you're, and you're here. $138,000 worth of cash prizes have gone into your hands. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not your only uh, source of income, obviously, as a, as a gamer. If you guys don't know the gamer economics, um, obviously, there's, there's a lot 
to to learn right like you can make money in so many different ways exactly that's a pinpoint one single one is the most important one i mean i guess you could but uh it's a lot so 138,000 just in earnings uh, on, on Warzone. Mm-hmm. What was your biggest uh, take-home price pool? Um, there was a phase tournament. Um, I was last year, uh, I think, and it was probably, honestly, the coolest. Before Skump won the solo dolo tournament, it was the highest prize pool for a first-place prize claim mm-hmm. in the game. And it was, uh, I think, valued at around $60,000 now, and they sent us a um, gold bar, mm-hmm. like an actual real gold bar. And uh, that was like the coolest prize probably ever. And um, it was super, super cool because usually like, it was like either like sent to like our like bank accounts or PayPal or something, but I've never seen them have sent somebody a like engraved gold bar. So yeah. they said that and that was like the biggest prize before Scum. Do you still have that as a, as a or did you melt it down and no, make no, no, some, I, uh, some jewelry? No, 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 I put that thing straight in my uh, safety deposit box at the bank. So it's just. Oh, there. dude, you got to get, okay, then you have to get some, like, gold-plated replica one so you can have it on display. That would be cool. You know, something that costs, like, maybe uh, $2,500. I don't know how much gold-plating costs, but it's some, uh. something something around there yeah. that can give you, like, uh, like something. It was the Atlanta Phase Gold Rush uh, Tournament where you won $56,000. Um, what, what, the, the Scump thing, what, what did you say? It was it different than this one? Or? Uh, yeah, so bef- before Scump's thing, because Scump won hundred thousand dollars before that that was the largest tournament payout prize mm-hmm. for first place ever so it's second now yeah behind the scump yeah B- or behind scump got it okay well that was good i mean this, the scump one was 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 really good uh-huh. right uh who else is up there man go on the right hand side and move up uh, i see swag with 167 thousand my brother z laner with 167 gotaga Gotaga is still around fucking murdering shit at a number one spot from France. Uh, up to Gotaga at one point, way back in the COD four days, $192,156.58. Um, do they rank them amongst uh, the actual earnings from Call of Duty Pros? Because they, they, they've definitely passed up a bunch. That's like the war zone... Yeah. So, who's who's the number one? Huskers? No, I this think one's thirty-two. Oh, uh, yeah. Top players. Uh, it should be no. Tommy now. I think. Tommy has was. Think. Yeah, you guys will know more. You guys. I mean, everybody keeps track of this thing. Um, all right. Well, well, we Matt, we'll wait for Matt to figure that out. I just. Yeah. It is. It is. Uh. It is such a good feeling to see this happening nowadays. Obviously, like in the beginning of all this, like we never expected something like that. Yeah. We hoped for it, but we never expected something like this to actually become a thing or of not course. this quickly. So to see people being able to not only make a living but make an excellent living off mm-hmm. of off of a passion of theirs is is super super good. Um. He. All right. So here yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So three. Yep. Oh my God. Oh my God! All that, right, just that's now. Yeah. That, that, so, yep. So yep, right yep. now, Tommy is sitting at the number one spot with three hundred forty thousand dollars. Aiden right behind him with three thirty-five. Huskers with two ninety-eight. God damn, Huskers is nasty. Uh, Almond rated, uh, Super Evan, Biffle, Noobs, Jukies, and FIFA Kill at one eighty-two at the tenth spot. Like Jesus. And that's since the the game came out twenty nineteen-ish, Maddie. But yeah. 2019. That's, that's yep. Let, okay, so Ian Porter here. Make that bigger a little bit, Matt, because I can I can see. But you know, Papa's got. All right, so uh, so Krim has 1.3, Clay 1.1, 1. 1, 
Um, congratulations to them, millionaires. Not not easy. Alec, holy shit, with 1.1. Abizi with 1.1. Scump has only made $1 million in earnings. <laughs> but the boy, you know what I'm saying, Matt? You know what I'm saying, Matt? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's a, but random. That's a, that's a really great talk uh, point, too, is for people that are trying to get into gaming and esports, I, I think it helped me having, like, seeing it from, like, a business background is, like, I always saw it of being, like, my like i i thought about it until it's like my twitch sub count is my like pay but now i i see it differently of reaching out to brands reaching out to sponsors tournaments and like i think a lot of people don't see it of being like you can like you can make really 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 good pay if you really just take those extra steps and that's why i say like even like like vlogging for me something i've never done before I had no idea same thing for streaming before streaming no idea just trying to take those steps to do something different yeah. can really like have those those brand and sponsors and doors open if you just step and try something new and i've seen a ton that the cod scene nobody vlogs and just does like like things like that off stream and just trying to do something new i think can really just change kind of your branding for sure yeah yeah. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back, and we'll get into it. All right, Joe, well, give me a second. I'll say hello to the sponsors. This week we have Curology, and look, I can sit here and tell you every single time that from the beginning of time, I always took care of my skin. I always took care of my hair from the beginning. A lot of men don't do that. A lot of men are against taking care of it. They think it's too feminine. This is machismo stuff and look mexicans have had machismo so don't don't think that i'm talking smack but it is very important right especially at a young age to start taking care of yourself taking care of your skin taking care of yourself the second that you wait too long it might be a little bit too late so prevention is the mother of good and happy skin right and right now right if you guys want ultra easy skin care that's actually made for your skin curology is the way to go you'll get a custom prescription uh, a cream made for you specifically by a dermatology provider for your specific goals, whether that's uh, tackling acne, clock pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or something else. You start by taking a short online skin quiz, and if it's a good fit, they'll ship you your formula right to your door. Right, we've uh, it's been about a year since I've been using uh, Curology, so you can just take a look at it right there. I highly recommend it. Obviously, look at this book. Skin glowing, pockets heavy, garage dumb. How silly, you know what I mean? But it starts with skin glowing. That's a that's a fact. So um, look right now, you can get started with Curology just like I did with a first a first free 30-day trial at Curology.com slash Hex. That is C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash H-3-C-Z. And all you have to do is pay for shipping. It's only 5 bucks for shipping and handling. Uh, that's Curology, C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash H-3-C-Z to start your first free 30-day trial, and you can cancel every single time. And the prescription is subject, obviously, to consultation because um, it's it's – it's easy, right? You get on the phone, you get online, you get on a chat, you give people one, a path of what you would like to fix or work on or make better. And then they'll start to ask you questions about your skin type, uh, your, you know, everything that does, how much time do you spend on the sun? Uh, do you sunburn? Like oh, a bunch of different questions that applies to you and getting your stuff 
your your perfect formula down for you. And the good thing about that is that if it progresses and if it gets uh, better, then you can start uh, asking more questions and telling them, like, hey, now that I've got this under control, what about this? And those are reformulating uh, stuff for you to to uh, to be good. But the link is in the description down below. Again, that's curology.com slash hex with a H3CZ. Uh, and the link will be in the description down below. Tell them that we sent you over there, man. Tell them. And enjoy it. And don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. The last thing that you can do is to be ashamed. Tell me one thing. Are you going to be more embarrassed about the fact that you wash your face and that you apply lotion before you go to bed? Or the fact that you're getting wrinkles at the age of 27? Like, what's more embarrassing? You know, I mean, that's not embarrassing. But what's, what's tougher? Which one would you prefer? I will always opt out to do the skincare and making sure that I'm looking good all the time. Upstart is the second sponsor of the podcast today and certainly appreciate them coming back um because what the the question at the end of the day right if you're about your paper which we are here at the hex quarters and on my my circle we care about our finances right and what we do if you didn't have high interest rate loans or credit card debt like think about the freedom that you would have not having to look at your at your bills that come in on a monthly basis like let's say you get seven of those bills whether it's a credit card student loan uh you know, whatever it is that, that you have, student loans, mortgage, whatever, like credit card debt, like all of that, all of those are problems that are uh, common to a lot of people, most people, if you ask me. Um, but what if you had the opportunity to say, instead of getting seven bills and paying different interest rates in every single one, if you can consolidate all that into one loan and pay a lower interest rate that can help you get ahead and you won't have the headaches of having to look at your account balance or having to look at whether or not you're able to make a, a bill payment, right? Because, uh, you know, through Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan so you can tackle your next big financial goal. For many people, getting financially healthy means dropping the weight of credit card debt. But where do you start when it feels like you're, it's a never-ending cycle? Right. Well, you start with Upstart. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly and easily with a personal loan so you can start living your life. Uh, if you have multiple credit card balances each month and are only paying the minimums, barely making any dents on your credit card debt, it can be discouraging. Upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead. And you know, Upstart knows that you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, your employment, uh, how long you've been with your employer, other important information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan that's applicable to you. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes, depending on your connection, obviously, or how fast you read. Your loans can be between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Right now, you can find out how Upstart can load your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash eavesdrop, that is U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash E-A-V-E-S-D-R-O-P. The link will be in the description down below to make it super easy for you. But again, that's upstart.com slash eavesdrop. Don't forget to use the URL um, to know that we sent you so they know that it's the eavesdrop, it's hacks, it's optic, it's here you are. Uh, and again, the loan amounts will be, be determined based on your credit score, income, and certain other information and criteria in your loan application. So go to opstar.com slash eavesdrop and you'll be on your way to financial freedom super, super easy and quick.
you know, talk, talking about business and, and, and looking at this from, from that perspective, a, a lot of people in the beginning of all this like saw that as the evil thing because they, they expected that evil or that money corrupts and money sort of makes things uncool because they, whatever. But people have been playing against for such a long time that it's now becoming a little bit more acceptable. Jericho, Gold Glove, like those dudes, I don't know if you, if you know who they are, but they're, they're like old school machinima uh, gamers, who are like first adapters of the of the thing. Like they're still around. Yeah. Um, uh, both of them, actually, luckily, because they're really good. But you know, for for the most for the for the most part, like in the beginning, it was it was it was bad, right? Like you couldn't get paid to do what you love because it was like it was like almost it was bad, right? Yeah. Like we, we, which is, and I saw that, and I'm like, well, that's silly. But to see it now, like obviously, manifest into what it is today, where you can have not only just one source of income, but seven or eight, yeah. And that's not even including your investments, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you haven't, you, you, you haven't, or I don't know if you have or whatever. But like, there's steps to these things that that things that, that you have to pay attention to, right? Like if you yep. if you're in a position where you're about to see some money coming into your way, you have to take the time to say what happens when it gets here, right? Hundred percent. Um, what's what's your approach from like what's what's the most exciting business side of this thing that you're passionate about? I think for me, like, is like later seeing what I could do in gaming and try because like I am like always like just thinking and planning like my brain. It's I guess a good thing and a bad thing, but like my brain never like shuts off ever. Like I I can never get unplugged, which I should definitely try some. But like if I'm streaming, I'm streaming. If I'm off stream, I'm thinking about okay, what's going up on my main channel, second channel, third channel. Like w- like what can I be doing different from everybody else? And I think that that's a good thing is not ever being unplugged and i think it's cool to just kind of brainstorm and plan for the future of like what do i see that's not in gaming and like you can say that for anything obviously like well it's pretty much full now but people say that for streaming of like i can't start streaming because everybody streams there's obviously always going to be something that's new that people haven't done so just trying to kind of like see things um but my favorite thing i think is probably like brands seeing how many new companies are getting into gaming that like people would never like ex- like like expect like being sponsored by like coke or whoever brands and orgs being sponsored by humongous humongous brands like it like it sounds so crazy but like seeing those companies that are now switching from like normal like investments in doing like tv ads or newspapers like they don't do that anymore mm-hmm. or they do but like finding like who they are trying to target and know that Twitch and YouTube and all that and TikTok is one of the biggest ways to target an audience because mm-hmm. most people they know if their favorite streamer likes something and gasses something up, their their fans are going to also go after yeah. that and reach for that. Because the majority of, of uh, and, I, and I, I believe this, the majority of the people that, that, uh, that do the influencer thing, I mean, especially in, in gaming, like they are very smart about their brand. They're very smart about the position that they're in. So they don't just back products just because there's money involved like exactly. they're very very uh uh disciplined in what they pick to promote and what yep. they say no to the amount 100%. of shit that we say no to on a daily basis is staggering in comparison to like all the other stuff that we do say yes to that makes more sense yep. um because there's out there there's 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 what i mean especially now like when, when you're getting into into the web 3 metaverse fucking uh, all, all of the new stuff like that's when you really get into what's going on so yesterday i had um i had a uh, a a lady ask me what the best approach would be for her nephew who games and is really good and the first thing that i always ask moms and dads and uncles and aunts to say my nephew's really good at video games. So says who 
you know, who says that they're really good at video games? And then she's like, well, no, he is. And I'm like, how do you know? Do you play video games? Like, <laughs> yeah. How the fuck do you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not just like he's good. You don't you don't even understand what it takes to be good in a game nowadays. It's not like Mario where there's like, and even then you're not, he's not as good. He's not a time trial fucking guy. That's, yeah. that, that's good. Yeah. Right. So that's the first thing that I asked. And I'm like, look, the b- bottom line is, is that to get into gaming is, is very difficult, uh, more difficult than ever because of the amount of people that are doing it. Um, Matt, can you bring up the stats of the the 3% of top streamers on on Twitch and shit? You'll be surprised, I think, unless you've done the research already, but I was fucking mind blown. I I saw a uh, TikTok from, I think this guy, um, I forget his name, and he does like stats on that. And I think that that streaming and content creation was one of the hardest like, like things to do based on like who can do it full time. All right, here you go. Ready? Over, uh, if you have an average of more than six viewers, six viewers, you are in the top 6%. If you have 11 or more, it puts you in the top 3.1%. If you have 51, uh, wow. I know, I know. If you have 51 or more viewers, you're in the top 1% of Twitch streamers. That's crazy. I did not know that. That is how many people are fucking streaming. That is how many. So I sat there and I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. The best thing to do, if you if your nephew or whoever wants to be a a a gaming streamer, is to go build a brand outside of gaming and then bring gaming into that. So I saw those stats too, and and I think it comes down to also like how you were raised and like or like your morals. I saw that and saw that as a challenge. There's other people that see that and say everybody does it. I'll try, Mm -hmm. but I saw that as. I'm down. Like, yeah. let's do it. Like, I want that. Oh yeah. And like, I see that as also just being like, like, like a thing of being like, I want to do that, and that's like a challenge for me. Of like, yeah. if that's how like hard it is, I'm trying it and yeah. I'm doing it. And that that's crazy because it can kind of see that as being like either like scares some away, or it can also drive some to be like, I can it. do this. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, is is the uh, the ego your amigo, right? Like if 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 you have that self confidence to believe in yourself, to give yourself a chance, sometimes you are rewarded, mm-hmm. right? And look, if fifty or more, and people don't get this, right? Like how big how big was your classroom in high school? Do you think? Um, probably 30, 40. Okay, how hard was it to speak in front of forty people? Oh my gosh, for me, I yeah. would hate it. Absolutely hate it. Yeah. Uh, right now, now imagine, right? Uh, is streaming in front or talking or making a speech in front of 10,000 people. It's, it blows my mind now. <laughs> it literally blows my mind because I don't, I don't, I, I don't think about it like that until like I see the number and I'm like, wow, 5,000. Like if you put me in a room of 5,000 people, I would be a nervous wreck same. speaking in front of people. And I'm like, but it's like, it's this, it's like the same thing kind of, I mean, kind of, but, it, but it's like, I would be a literal nervous wreck. Yeah. I, like I couldn't. And it's like, it's so crazy to think about. Yeah. It's a, I think about that with all of everything that we've ever done. And I think I'm like, my vlog usually gets 75 to 100,000 views yep. on average. And I'm like, that is three to four, sometimes way more, right? That's three to four uh, American Airlines centers filled. That's crazy. And it's 10 minute videos. So yeah, a couple of them do come back and finish watching it, but yeah. they're, they're single viewers, mm-hmm. right? And then I think I'm like, no shot in hell. Yep. That I would be able to, 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 I mean, I actually, I, I, I'd like to give myself a chance to talk in front of that many people. Yeah. I mean, I have in the past, the, the worst, the, the, the most 
fearful thing I've ever done, the most fe- uh, fear-filled thing that I've ever done was to speak at uh, some ad convention somewhere in a room full of 100 ad executives that are not from the gaming industry and are don't, don't know the difference between Fortnite and uh, Candy Crush. And uh, my agent at the time uh, took me out there to give a speech on, on esports. And I'm like, sure. Dude, I talk to fucking thousands of people yeah. all the time. And then I got there and I'm like, this is not my. I'm like, how many people? Who knows what esports and gaming is? 10% of the people. I'm like, all right. Just wanted to, just wanted to see who we're with. And yeah, I killed it, obviously, obviously, yeah. right? But it was, it was, it was a, a little bit nerve wracking, right? Because they don't, 100%. they don't get your charm. My jokes. Are they only don't. accepted by my people. Yep. No. What, Everybody else is like this fucking uh, show off, egotistical maniac, crazy people. Her. Well, it's like now, like even like trying to like explain content creation and streaming to even like family because nobody in like my yeah. family gained or streamed or like friends that aren't like so like my same like words that like I'd say like like just like gay or stuff like he's so cracked or like. Whatever, even like you don't talk like that. At not in person. Thanksgiving dinner. No, 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 no. But like it, like it, like clips or like things that people see. Yeah. Like they don't understand. Like what do you mean by that? Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. and then I take a step back and be like, they have no like they are where I was in college. Yeah, if somebody yeah. said that, I'm like what are they saying? And like I have to take that step back and be like, wait a second. I'm trying to think of like in their shoes. I have to like tone it down. Like, oh my bad. That's like that's the game that i play like that's just a word that we use for being like a really good player yeah. like so it's like it's crazy yeah yeah no it is it's holy shit that came out of nowhere apologies joe no we're no worries at all um that that is where where a lot of the confusion comes from right the 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 not understanding but if you if you say it, it's like all right it'd be like i'm recording myself playing a game of basketball and uploading and people like it because i'm funny Right, like explaining it that way, like people mm. will be more susceptible to accepting because they know basketball and they know that that it's recorded and it's on TV. Uh, but when you say it's like it's the same thing, but in video games, like it takes skill to to move around and do stuff. Yeah. Uh, then you start to sort of break through the that 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 uh, that barrier. I like say to like family and friends and stuff like that. That say like, why do people watch streaming and gamers? I'm like, like we are basically like if you the kind of could say of like we are basically like their favorite like show like they're like the like main like guy in that show that responds back to them so yeah. if they like a show the best person that's in that show if they like cod they watch a streamer that plays their favorite game and they respond back to them mm-hmm. and it's the same thing of like i think it's kind of like a like i don't watch shows at all now i watch twitch or youtube like i don't even watch and I think that that's changing now for kids and stuff of kids watch streamers and mm-hmm. gamers and like YouTube videos and not like normal cartoons. Again, I could be crazy because I'm in the scene, but I feel like it's definitely changing how people are raised and like what they're watching and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's everybody's job to sort of uh, maneuver. And it, it, from an educational standpoint, it's everybody who's a gamer and like to, to take the time and have patience in explaining this to everybody else because that's how you're helping people uh-huh. understand it and it's not that they necessarily disagree with the, the the lifestyle that you're living playing games it's just that they don't get it and they're fearful and they want the best for you and that's yeah. a, that's the go no a hot one like there was so many like friends of mine and family and stuff that when i took the step where again at, at the time that i went full-time streaming 
I had the choice, which I was going to do, to, like I said, go take a trip, which I would have probably never streamed again. I can't pack up my streaming stuff and go fly it across, who knows, and do school. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's no way that... So that was, like, the end of the road for me in streaming for grad school. Or I could try to take a step and stream full-time. And mm -hmm. family, and rightfully so, if they don't know, they would say go to grad school, master's degree in finance. That is the road you should be taking, not a road of game. Like, cause they, they just didn't know and that's completely fine. And I think that it's changing now, but I definitely see where they could have came from and being like, whoa, 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 we're gonna try a gamer thing. Like what, what, what are we doing if they don't know, mm. not the grad school route. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad that I did and just took that step because again, the thing that, that I see now is like, even, if it failed, and I think that it comes down to be, me saying, like, I'm going to do it. I don't know how. I'm going to make it work. I am going to choose to, like, believe in myself and going to do it. But I think it comes down to being, like, if I didn't do it in 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, looking back, I would hate the feeling to think, I wish I would have tried. I wish I would have tried to stream. And if it failed, at least I know hey i gave my all and i tried and mm. i think that it comes down to me at that point i was like i'm gonna try it for one year i moved home and i said mom listen i don't know how to do this but i'm gonna work my butt off every single day and i'm gonna try it and if it fails at least i tried and i think that's the key of not having that feeling in 30 years but like, i tried that mm -hmm. and yeah Dude, I live by that. Mm. Everything that I do, I do because I don't want to ask myself, what if I would have done that? Mm. You know what I mean? What if I didn't? You know what I'm saying? Like that, 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 Those sort of opportunities and stuff is the one thing that... Uh, and and it, it applies to everything, right? Like if I wouldn't have tried to get optic back, if I wouldn't have tried mm -hmm. to, you know what I mean? Like I would have been like, what would have happened if I would have, if I would have tried? What would have happened if I would have tried? You yeah. know, how far could I have gotten if I believed in myself again in doing something like we did? Um, so you started streaming in 2018. In 2021, you joined the world famous NRG. Mm -hmm. um, how was how was that like in, in making your decisions to, in like teams and all that? Like mm -hmm. how. How do you make that decision? So for influencers and streamers that are, you know, looking into this path, um, how do you make that decision? How do you make the decision to join a team and not just be a standalone streamer? Yeah, so it came down to, like, then I I saw teams and, and, and I didn't really think about it until I, like, grew as a streamer. I always saw it as, like, the, like, big streamers join an org. And I always thought, like, that would be the coolest thing ever. And it is freaking amazing. And I always saw that as, like, having a chance to do that would be so cool someday. And then as Todd grew and our game grew to be one of the biggest games in the world, even now, those brands and orgs started to sign players and, and, and things like that. And, and I think that trying to find those teams that fit like your um, like path, I think is super, super important. And finding that, do you fit like with where they're trying to go to? And I think it's just super, super cool that, that there's still like orgs now that are still signing people mm -hmm. and players mm -hmm. and just basically not jumping the gun to just sign to sign. I think I've seen people do that and then they sign a con because like with orgs and stuff, like you're signing contracts and a lot of people, when they get into the streaming, they don't think of the business side of it. Those are contracts Like you're signing a contract for a year or two years. And like, even though it is really 
school, you have to take that step back and look at it from like, okay, how can this change my route for 2021, mm-hmm, 2022, mm-hmm, 2023, mm-hmm. and your brand and how you plan for those next, that time. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, you've been called the movement god in Warzone. Uh, is, is there any level of practice that goes into, into uh, I mean, obviously, right, but is it like something that you're constantly thinking about as far as like the movement? Uh, do you play on tactical sprint? Like what's what's your... Kind of, um, I wouldn't say I like think about it a lot. It was kind of like, kind of just being like, uh, like a flashy player. I think just was like my thing of, I think it just looked really, really cool to just make players that you're fighting just look dumb where mm-hmm. they're looking at like you're sliding around and you're like literally dancing on them mm-hmm. i saw those clips and was like i want to do that yeah and like so then i practiced being like i want to make people look silly and yeah. those were like the vet and then like seeing it like later of like having that like content for youtube it's, and people say like that looks crazy and then seeing people support that of being like i love how flashy like you are yeah and I like that was like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, all right, well then I'm gonna make people look really, really dumb. So I'll just like practice like just trying to dance around people and it was just like so cool to just like see clips of like making people like turn around and be shooting and then be like, the guy's cheating. Like those are always the best death cops of mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. just making people look silly. Yeah. So you've been caught you, you've been accused of cheating for uh you know, constantly, almost for since the, the time that you started. Look, as a person that has just been accused of been, you know, cheating. Really? Uh, yeah, dude. Look, it, it it came out. I I hoped that no traditional media outlets picked it up because it's so embarrassing to at 42 years old be accused of cheating because of how good I am at a game talented um you know I don't know I don't know how I felt I, I felt discouraged a little bit like I I didn't take it as a compliment that's for sure you know what I mean I didn't take it as a compliment Just talented. Uh, but yeah so how do you how do you deal with that like how do you, how do you yeah the 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 cheating thing I say all the time it it, it really hurts warzone at to be honest because it and again like i try to not be like i try to always spread like a positive light and not be toxic but at some point like it gets ridiculous that there's channels and people that and people that support these channels that they have no like they don't make content themselves the only content is our content streamers content feeling that and being like well that clip looked kind of sus like i sit like so so close to like like my screen where like i'm like like constantly like turning because I sit like inside of like the screen and like people don't see that of like they're playing on a 55 inch on the couch just chilling so they're like what where is he looking right now with latency that they don't know about like exactly and like they don't see it as being like okay like I see it as like a sports thing from like a sports background of like I don't see like Steph Curry being like Steph Curry has a magnet in a basketball and the NBA pays to rig because like no no Steph Curry just puts in more time than I do and he's a better shooter than I am because he puts in the time and is the greatest shooter of all time because he puts in the time in the gym every day it's the same thing for gaming if you put in that time and you grind your passion you're gonna be good and I think that it comes down to like a maybe like an ego thing of being like there's no way people can be better than me at like gaming but it's just like really hurts the scene because of those people that just steal other people's content streamers content and just Mm. always accuse of cheating and i bet you i would love to see a poll of like what is like and see their gameplay of the people that are actually accusing people of cheating what is their gameplay like and breaking down that because we know all the pro players and wars and all that you know instantly like the pros when somebody's cheating because we know a 
what a good player looks like mm-hmm. and what a good player doesn't look like. And you more than likely know the players, right? Ex- your your opposition, your peers. Exactly. Right. So when you see a new name, you're like, eh. And then see like clips, and you're like, nah, that's weird. We yeah. know because we we are talented players. Like not in any like like wait, we're better than everybody else. No, but like we we know what good looks like, and when. I have a feeling all those channels and people that are like they're cheating they don't know what good actually looks like so they think when somebody's better than them they're just cheating and they're just stealing that content and making and just sending hate to somebody else i don't know it's just like it's like the most like bizarre thing to me because it's like it comes down to they don't have their own content they don't make their own content they just steal it and it's like mm-hmm. the most annoying thing ever uh, t- t- don't get me fucking started on the fucking parasites I literally fucking get get so angry right like I, whatever I don't I don't even want to waste any 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 time on that um, you have a twin sister yep. right so it's, it's uh I don't know I don't know why it's on there and I don't know why I looked over how, how many yeah. how many siblings do you have I have uh one twin sister and then one half sister and one half brother yep yep so my twin sister uh she's freaking awesome she's the brains and the <laughs> looks she got a full ride to chapel hill mm. so she's uh she's super super smart she was the valedictorian of our high school and our graduating class was like over 400 she's super super smart full ride um she's the bomb and uh she's freaking great shout out to her uh any closing comments i mean obviously all your information is gonna be in the description below yeah. so people can find you uh any closing comments any words of wisdom that you uh, want to impart upon the audience of the eavesdrop closing comments uh optic hex thank you guys for real thank you guys so much they had me out here for a week let me ask you something no, no i'm gonna interrupt you this dude right this dude about fucking six months ago or two months ago, last time you were supposed to be in Texas, you said, "Yo, can we have a setup at the at the hex quarters?" And we said, "Yeah, of course, right?" And then this last time around, and I started getting tagged on it when you were like, "Hey, if anybody knows anybody in fucking Frisco or <laughs> Dallas, they can fucking." I I'll was like, it. "I'm like, don't and don't no one respond to this guy. <laughs> no one responds." To it. Like I had uh, uh, Andrew Ice like hit me up. I was like, "Yo, yeah. tell Joe whether he can." Stream. I mean, no, because one, he has my fucking phone number. <laughs> I know. Two, he has Hitch's fucking phone number. Three, he. He can literally just ask you what, what's, what happened what's I up i just like you, 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 you needed interactions no 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 no. i felt bad because i knew that the cod major was coming up so i felt bad like mm. i thought like it like it'd be like super like nobody's here like we're li- like and like obviously scrimming stuff so i was like yeah. i'm not trying to be here while i'm scrimming obviously because i'm practicing but yeah. i just felt bad because like i don't want to like be a bother so i was like i don't want to like text them because i know they're busy but for real though, like thank you guys. Like yeah, seriously, you're, you get time, like I'm not even kidding. Like you guys have been like, like it's been like home. Like hospitality, unbelievable. Maddie, Roger, everybody, like it. Thank you. Like seriously, you're welcome, I cannot man. say that enough. Stress yeah. it enough. You I guys was are. like, I'm not replying to this shit. I'm not <laughs> replying to this shit. It, it, and the other thing is like, it, it just happened to me, right? Like I'm I'm looking to build a website, and I was talking to Skyler, uh, yeah. uh, foreplay about it, and I I. I, I just never got around to it and that's the way that I work and I operate and that is what it is I'm not changing but I tweeted out I'm like yo anybody and people were tagging uh, paper crowns on it Yeah. and uh, Skyler's like I'm not fucking replying to this fucking dude yeah, like, I already yeah. fucking told him yeah you yeah. know what I mean um, still haven't picked uh, what, I'm, what I'm doing but regardless of that I was like I'm not fucking I'm not, I love I'm not, it I'm not, I'm like, Matt do not don't don't know one reply to Joe. Even if you're tagged by people, don't I reply. Love it. Like I he love can it. ask. I, lo- I just yeah. felt I just felt bad, man. But now it's seriously like it, I'm like, like hey, please, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's just seriously like be like this was like my like first time here in Texas, and I had the best experience. I mean, uh, I still have obviously six more days, but like 
first time here best experience with the best people first time on a podcast with the freaking goat so it's truly a blessing thank you and you are going to be at the at the major yep. this weekend yeah of awesome course. cool so people can find you there uh everybody thanks so much for tuning in if you guys enjoy the podcast please leave a like check out all his information in the description down below shout out to curology ops of course for sponsoring the podcast and we'll see you guys on the next one for episode 126 with nick maniac kirshner we'll see you guys yes, next time goodbye